Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, we're studying Sefer Eov, and we are now beginning the fourth and final ma'aneh, or response, or speech, of Elihu, which covers Parak Lamed Vav and Lamed Zayin. One of the difficulties of... Uh, teaching in Prakim is that the chapter division in Tanakh, of course, is not a Jewish division, and sometimes the divisions were made at awkward places, and uh, in this podcast we'll see that, because in the middle of Perak Lamed Vav, um, Elihu begins repeating a song, as it were, that people sing about God, and uh, it continues into towards the end of Lamed Zion, so we will uh, have to do it over the course of two podcasts. Vayosef Elihu Vayomar. And now he is going to speak about the greatness of God, and specifically as it relates to the issue of the suffering um, of Eov. Katarli za'er va'achaveka. Wait, give me a minute. Katarli means wait, za'er a little bit. Va'achaveka, and I will speak to you. Ki le'lohamilim. God still has words to say. Meaning, I am speaking, and either he is assuming Ruach HaKodesh, some divine spirit, or he has studied and he has the teachings of God to share. Uh, and uh, he has more introductory lines. Esad I will cast my knowledge to the distance, which means he's going to speak out loud that people should hear him. Ulufo'ali attain sedek. Po'ali here means God, the one who has made me, who makes me operate. Etain Sedek, I will justify him. And I'm going to justify God's position here in the light of Eov's onslaught. Ki omnam lo sheker milai. Indeed, my words are not lies. Tmim de otimach. Now, this is a phrase uh, that could be read in very different ways. Tmim de ot means of like minds. Question is, of like minds, I mean, that's one way to interpret it, which would mean that he's saying either to Eov, because it's in the singular, imach, that you and I are of a like mind. I don't disagree that you're a righteous person, and yet I have an explanation for your suffering, unlike your friends, as it were, who claim that you're a rasha. And this is after Elihu has described all of the pain that afflicts a rasha in order to get him to do tshuva. But he's going to take a slightly different tack in this parak. The other way to read tmim deot would mean that I am of a wholehearted knowledge, not necessarily sympathetic with you, but but then the word imach is a little bit awkward, so I prefer the first read. I am of a like mind with you. God is great, and he does not reject, in the sense of rejecting small things, in spite of the fact that he is great. He is great in power and is great in understanding. Lev in Tanakh is, of, is the seat of understanding. Lo he does not, indeed, does not sustain the rasha. Umishpat aniim yitain. Chacham claims umishpat aniim yitain would mean that he gives the portion, the subsistence, to the aniim. Reading mishpat is the same as chok. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I think mishpat aniim yitain more than likely means that he allows the poor to be heard, which is exactly against the claim of Eov that he can't be heard in God's court. Lo He does not lessen uh, what the tzaddik from his eyes. That melachim say. Now whose eyes is it? It means God's eyes. Meaning, he does not diminish his eyes from the tzaddik. He keeps his eye on the tzaddik. And this continues the trope of Elihu's continuing theme 
of hashgacha, of God's awareness uh, uh, of man, of individuals. That malachim say. And the simple read of that is, is, is that he keeps an eye on kings as they're on their throne. And he has them sit there forever, and they rise up. However, and by the way, when he speaks of a king here, he doesn't necessarily have to mean monarchy kings, in the sense that it could be any human being who rises to their own great position, because otherwise this statement becomes very exclus- exclusive. But he puts them there forever, but then what happens? And then you see kings who are chained in, in bondage. They are trapped in the ropes of poverty. So this is hardly kings. So this would seem to be independent people who become powerful, who become rich, and then suddenly they're bound by poverty. Something akin to the story we told about Eov at the beginning of the Sefer. And then God tells them what it is they've done. And this can be read in two very opposite ways. Their rebellions, which have overcome, meaning they've been so strong that they've overcome their wealth and their good position. Or the opposite, their, their pishehem, which they have the ability to overcome. But which, of course, was the call of the previous parak. And he opens up their ears to hear the Musar, through the affliction, to hear his instruction. And his point is that they should return from their evil ways. Now, of course, these are not people who are absolute Rishayim. These are people who are good people who have erred and are ready to hear the Musar. If they listen and they do the work or they worship God, their days will be completed in, in goodness. Shnehem means their their years with pleasantness. If they don't listen, they will be taken by the sword. And they will die as without knowledge. Now without knowledge could be read two very different ways, but it ends up all bad. One is they would die without knowledge of God. Because they never listened. The other possibility is they'll die without knowledge, meaning they'll die suddenly without awareness that death is coming. Now, yasimu af uh, could be read in a pedestrian fashion one way, but uh, it's not shot. People of arrogant hearts or flattering hearts, yasimu af, simple shot is they will create God's anger. They will generate God's anger. Yasimu Af, you might thought, might be kind of, they thumb their noses up, but that's not what Af means here. Lo ki asaram. They don't pray to God even when he binds them. Because they ignore all of this. What happens? Tamot banoar nafsham. They die when they're young. Or their youth dies in them. And they become old suddenly. V'chayatam bakadeshim. Chayato, throughout his speech, has been a parallel to Nefesh, their life. And Bakadeshim, a difficult word, seems to associate itself with the Kadesh that we're familiar with in pagan practices, the young men that were used for nefarious acts, who often would either age very quickly or die young as a result of the, the way they were used. Yechaletz ani ve'onyo, and yet God will extract, will save the poor man from his poverty, the poor man who's in his poverty, and he will open up their ears through that pressure. 
ואף הסדחה מפי צער, רחב לא מוצק תחתיה. And he has pushed you away. Indeed, he has pushed you away from the narrow mouth. He's referring to death. He's referring to the grave. Which is really Rachav, which is really wide underneath. Lo mutzak tachteha, and there's nothing holding it up. You fall, you fall deep into that pit. And not only that, but v'nachat shulchancha malei dashen. And then he's laying, he will lay on your table filled with fat treats, all sorts of wonderful things. In other words, not only has he saved you from death, here you are, Yov, but you, you have a brighter future waiting for you materially. V'din rasha indeed you have fulfilled the, 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 the law or the destiny of an evil man, meaning you've gone through all of these things, it looks like God looks at you as evil. Din and yet God's justice still holds you up. The anger will be if he if you get pushed away when there's lots of things. Safek meaning harbe, must speak. Verov kofer aliateka. Let not all of this this uh, these goods sway you when you have stuff. Hayaroch shuachalovitzar. Will your your salvation be presented without going through a difficult time? Tsar meaning a narrow time. And without going through effort, you think you can be saved without going through the difficulties and the narrowness and the and the problems and the and the and the effort to get out. Now, Eov, if you remember, kept saying from the very beginning, "I'm I want to die, and I can't wait for the nighttime, nighttime of life." He said, "Al tishaf don't long for the night." And then he says, "Laalot amim tachtam." And one possible interpretation of this very enigmatic phrase may be that you hope not only for you, but the whole world, because you don't want a world in which things operate this way, and you want all the nations to be destroyed. Don't hope for that. Don't turn to sinfulness, which, according to the friends, Eov had done quite a while ago, according to Elihu, he's on the precipice. This is your choice, um, when in in poverty, and then Elihu turns to towards the song that's going to end this parak and continue in the next. God is great in His power, and no one can teach like Him. No one can inform or instruct or rebuke like God does. After all, nobody told God how to do things. That's something we've heard earlier. And who could say to him, you've done wrong, you've corrupted things? Remember that indeed his actions are very high and great. People sing about them. Here's the song. Everybody sees him, sees God. And man sees him but from a distance. Indeed God is great and we can't know him. And his years are beyond counting. So God's uh, space and God's time are beyond our reckoning. But now let's talk about what God does and how we see God. And the song is chiefly about rain. God makes the rain, he drops drops of water. 
he distills water into his cloud. Aid, we read about Breshit Bet, Aid Yaldem in Haaretz. And the notion here is that the water that comes is distilled in so that it's water that's potable, that, 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 that's, that's healthy, that's good. That the heavens drip this water, and they pour upon many, many people. Even if a person could understand the clouds, the cover of the clouds, the noise of his cover, the noise of his cover now referring to thunderstorms. But he's put his light, I know his lightning over it. And has covered up the roots of that sea, that heavenly sea from where the water comes, are, are covered from us. Why? Because this is what God uses to judge the nations. How does God use this to judge the nations? Floods. On the other hand, drought. On the other hand, proper rain to judge the nations favorably. Just to quote from several of the Nevim. And he gives food in, in, in abundance. And now the, the, the light covers, which is sitting on his, on his, on his hands, as it were, He's holding the images that he's holding the lightning in his hands, and all we see is the lightning. And he commands it to go shoot forward. One comment about this at the end. Which means his sound, his truah, his blasts, and that's the thunder. Testify to him being there. This is something that we call the argument from design. Is you see this thunder, there must be someone making the thunder. You see the lightning, there must be somebody shooting the lightning. Of course, we understand things in a very different way today, uh, just as far as the meteorological phenomena. And with his anger comes means like a huge storm. So when you see the thunder, you see a huge storm, you, you hear the thunder, you see the lightning, you see a huge storm, you understand there's someone behind that, there's God behind that who's making that all happen. Parenthetically, Agil Avreo uh, was utilized midrashically uh, in the Talmud for... Uh, the notion that you can learn something from context. Yagid al-Avreo was then read out of this context as reading, as meaning that his friend speaks about him, meaning you have two f- terms, and one is ambiguous and the other is uh, specific. So the specific one helps define what the ambiguous one is talking about because Yagid al-Avreo. Uh, however, here the, the notion is that the, the noise testifies to God being there. But that's actually not that far from the Midrashic meaning because, again, it's context. You hear the noise, you know that there's God there, and that is, at this point, how this chapter ends in the middle of the song about God's greatness, specifically with the rain. We'll finish Elihu's last ma'anet in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.